0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard.
2: This is for you and me And who we see When we see each other This is for all This is for all the time You tried to find Your sister or your brother And you're not crazy anymore You've been waiting at the door And it's time Ah, uh, yes, you're listening to Waking Up in America. I can hear that door opening right now. It opens every week. It's always exciting. I love who comes through the door. We're a radio magazine. We do dynamic radio dialogues on life Today in America. And we are brought to you by the Coning Company, drbell.com, 42action.org, and the always amazing and fabulous patricia bragg of bragg's apple cider vinegar and all those other tasty treats that this woman puts together for us uh her family her father created the first health food store in america i was back i believe in 1919 so oh my god i guess you can barely oh that i understand that my voice isn't loud enough this morning so i better get this voice out here okay And the voice that's coming out here is, I'm actually celebrating my 75th um, birthday today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having a big party. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fun, I tell you. (laughs) was out shopping for it last night. I always love to make salmon salad. That's my biggie for... Oh, yeah. Part of it's that whole possibility of living to be 200 has rejuvenated me and given me new life. By the way, I got an inquiry for... I possib- possibly living to be 200 game from China also hmm. somebody from Thailand wrote this crowdfunding thing is very interesting what's been happening I'm actually getting donations I put a donation button on it Randy why don't you just give our listeners a little heads up on what I'm talking about with the crowdfunding in case they haven't heard about it because I have to tell you, when I got the request from China for a T-shirt yesterday for Happily 200, nice. I just totally cracked up.
0: Well, you have a how. phenomenal uh, fundraiser going on. You know, it's a great way to support our show, Val, uh, Happily Living to be 200. You just, you'll just, you have to give your link, Val, but it, if you go to wakingupinamerica.com, you can see her link there, and she has a direct link as well. Is it Waking Up Fundraiser?
2: Yeah, it's wakingupfundraiser.com, and people are going in. And I just graduated from my um, self-expression and leadership class on Wednesday night, which is where we developed right. these projects, these different projects. There's landmark education since they first started this self-expression and leadership program has put 180,000 great projects into the world that help people, all the way from uh, working against human trafficking to um, collecting toys for kids. Things like that, and our group had 80 people in it. So there's 80 more little projects out there in the world, and a lot of them aren't little. And last week I got a sign-up check from Patricia Bragg, uh, ordering her T-shirt for Aww. Happily 200. And when I talked to her this week, Randy, she said that she just loves what I'm doing with this Happily 200 thing. So that's a
0: great little just, project, and it's it, going to be. It is I, a
2: great project. I
0: shouldn't even say little. It's going to be a huge project.
2: Oh, it is. You know who she, who she was talking to? Um, Patricia? No, let's see. What is her name? Perry. Oh gosh, I was. I, I could, oh, Katie Perry. Katy, Katy Perry was over at her ranch like two days ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Spending the day with her, learning her health secrets.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen.
0: What? I've seen that they're friends, and that Katie takes the apple cider vinegar every single day.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 And so does Clint Eastwood, and so do a number of people. So a lot of the people that stick around for a long time in Hollywood, they stick around because they know Patricia Bragg. Jack Jacqueline was one of her students as well, mm-hmm. and he was a yeah. big, big icon. So it's it's very exciting here. Uh, Bob Sercosta of the Home Shopping Network says we're changing the world. Well, we certainly are by in, having people like this around uh I actually uh I was looking forward to having Druanna Johnson. Were you able to get a hold of her by the way?
0: No, it doesn't ring to anything right now.
2: Doesn't do anything?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I thought I had a further conversation with Julianna Johnson um lined up for today. And um I talked to Jackie Lapin who's um a, a public relations person and I had actually asked her to reschedule our guest for this for this for this morning. Fran Shaw, and bless Fran's um, heart, she didn't get the message, and it's probably (laughs) perfect that she didn't get the message. Murphy probably blocked it. Uh, (laughs) Fran has written a book called Lord Have Murphy, uh, so waking in the spiritual marketplace. And really, Fran, the truth of the matter here is it doesn't say that much about you in in the sheet that's sent out about you, even in your... um, even in your jacket.
1: Especially in jacket. So you're the going jacket.
2: to have to actually fill us in because we have to be <laughs> tempted. We have to know what you've gone through to let this creature Murphy come out and speak for you.
1: <laughs> I know the whole, the whole, um, and good morning, good, good early morning to you and everyone. Uh, yeah, especially the Jack of the Book, because the whole book is sort of like a parody, you know, makes fun, even the blurbs on the back and even the bio of, of myself and uh, the artist, uh, who, Bruce M. Sherman, who did those great drawings in it. I know because the, the bio says uh, that I'm a professor at There Is No You, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. A professor of philosophistry. But, um, no, it's, it's fun. The whole book is fun, and it, it does have a really, truly, at least for me, I get cheered up when I read it, a wonderful underlying message. So, yes, I'm a university professor at, uh, here on the East Coast. I sort of came out of the womb writing. I've written many, many books, nothing like this one. Uh, most of the books I wrote for a long time were books that helped people write I was one of the first people to uh, combine, uh, I actually I was the first person to combine sensory awareness exercises uh, in the classroom with something that I called free flow writing so that when one was writing in class one could have a a different experience of oneself instead of go deeper into that source of creativity into a different quality of energy you just from which
2: big words there in you talked about going deeper but what actually is the experience that takes one deeper
1: yes the experience that takes one deeper is uh... many ways to get into it and certainly is in the in the lord at murphy book uh... it has to do with ex- actually expanding one's uh, sensory awareness in the moment nothing complicated for example uh, you're, we're listening to each other now, but we also could sort of have our ears open so that there's, you know, the sound in the room behind where I'm sitting and speaking. I'm aware of the light in the room. Uh, possibly even my peripheral vision could go wide for a second. Uh, maybe I can sense my hands, and I have a sensation of my body. This is really going to wake up America, by the way. You know, wake, waking up as we're waking up. because you know, I have a sensation of my toes and my hands. Maybe I'm aware of my posture. It's all of these um, techniques that help one really become, you know, as they say, more fully present. You know. Yeah, I was I mean,
2: going to say it's all presence. All presence yeah. work.
1: And then when, as soon as one is much more aware of you know, the environment and, and the light and the, what we're seeing and hearing and tasting and touching and smelling, when you're so engaged in that that you don't care about writing anymore, that's when you pick up the pen.
2: <laughs> and that's
1: when writing can come out that's very surprising. Uh, and
2: as, as well, in, I think we should, we should go back to before when we were talking before we started the program. Because it sounds to me, and it still sounds to me, like Murphy is uh, a visitor that you allow to come in and write.
1: I don't know if I allowed it. It was more like I was trying to. I was on sabbatical, trying to write uh, a book, and I wanted to write about higher consciousness because that demands a certain, you know, quality of attention when one is writing. So even if nothing comes out in the writing or nothing happens with the book, at least, at least during that period, I'm in a process that's. Of Of you know waking up a little more, being a little more present, so uh but I was having an awful time because everything sounded like everything else that's out there in the spiritual marketplace. you know it just didn't sound i don't know I didn't want to make spinach out of this thing about waking up and and I did, like you should and you must and do this and do that. I thought,, Ugh, I'm not a teacher, and I'm not a preacher, and i you know I didn't like it, it was not very good, Murphy would call it smelly <laughs> anyway. Uh, but then I saw one of these drawings by Bruce Sherman that I had with me on sabbatical, and it was a kneeling man, sort of funny drawing of a kneeling man, and next to it he had written the words, Lord have Murphy. And I thought, and it made me smile. I thought, of course, you let, let the, the, the humor, you know, break the hold of where we're stuck all the time. So I wrote the words Murphy here, and then all of a sudden the Murphy voice came out, and like you said, it really absolutely took over writing at breakneck... I mean, he talks at breakneck speed. He really does. I mean, there's another voice in the book, too, the editor's notes, because you need a breather after a few pages of Murphy, because he just goes zip, and he talks about everything, especially the dangers of writing about higher consciousness, because, as he puts it, you know, it's a mystery, and one of the dangers is putting your hands all over it. (laughs) And another one is in believing in the one who thinks she knows. So um the fact that yeah
2: so Which is that's, what we were talking about before.
1: Right.
2: Actually I had a uh I I haven't spoken much about this on the air, but I used to have a huge therapy practice in Pasadena, California. And uh when with a client at one point I was just I had been working with um Bernard Gunther and different people in the field of consciousness and I was experiencing white light, and I was doing all these different things. And uh, I had a voice come through me by the name of Ariana, and I can actually bring Ariana forth uh, when I put myself into the proper space for it. She's got a slight English accent; and she speaks differently than I do. And um, I heard that when people quote channel, and I'm putting quotes around that, that frequently they're not present, but I was totally aware of what was present and i was telling fran and randy before the show that uh, when she would be there i was absolutely aware of what it was that she was saying and frequently i was really actually kind of amused at a <clears throat> different point of view that would come out because i could hear quotes myself speaking but at the same time it wasn't my language structure, and it wasn't quite my tone, and I was telling also uh, Fran and Randy that once when I had a cold, I would do this, I would do this coming out, so to speak, on Friday evenings, and the numbers started growing, and once I had a cold and I didn't want to do it, but when I sat down to do it, the cold went away, and um, when I was done with the conversation about a half an hour to an hour later uh The cold wasn't there anymore. It was like something else had taken over. And this isn't meant to be strange with you. People that do this and let this happen actually have a great flexibility with what comes in. Uh, I would imagine, Fran, you actually may be able to find Murphy again. I hope so
1: because every time I try to write on a topic, my husband says, "Oh, have Murphy write it." <laughs> you know, because he's so much funnier. <laughs> I'm getting him to blog on on the on on my website. <laughs> you
2: know? Well, when when you started getting your reaction to Murphy, you said that you'd written a number of books over the years, and this is the one that took off. When you started getting this reaction to Murphy, perhaps Murphy got shy. Oh, that's
1: so. No one has ever said that, uh, Valerie. That no one has said that. That's so interesting. Yes, like Murphy on demand. Because that's not how Murphy uh, arrived. Um, that voice. It was. There was no demand. It was more like I'm desperate to be, find the voice that will write this book. And Murphy is sort of. He's such an innocent. In other words. Uh, no matter what he finds in himself, because uh, he's a seeker, he's also a writer and artist. He's a seeker. No matter what he finds himself or in the spiritual marketplace, he always has this attitude where he says, "But I can work with that," which is just—I love that attitude. I wish that were my attitude. Like you know, no it is matter, your
2: attitude. If you oh, it, it is.
1: <laughs> I have to work name, with that. Those
2: <laughs> in my book. <laughs>
1: It's more. Mine is more like I have to work with this. <laughs> it's like, but, no, 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 it's no, like, no. You,
2: this is. This is a. What? However, we receive a gift. You know. What about the child who sings Charlotte Church? Have you ever heard Charlotte Church sing? Of course. Oh my God. What do you think that is? <sighs>
1: I know the whole thing is a complete mystery, isn't it? It's all so completely unknown.
2: <laughs> We're talking well, no, about. It. I mean, it doesn't occur as a complete mystery to me. I do something called epigenetic clearing. You could actually check it out at drvalerie.com. And doctor is all spelled out. And one of the things that happens, Fran, when I do clearing with people, is um, their ancestors f- frequently speak through them. Okay. <gasps> Um, I I access body sensations, and it's assumed always that if you access a body sensation, it has to do with this particular lifetime. But just this week, I mean, I've been doing this work since 1984. This particular week it goes, Scientists say that incomplete um, emotional experiences from the past are passed down through the DNA. Well, I've been saying that since 1984. Yes, and do you remember Rolfing? Oh, totally. I've been Rolf 50 times.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, someone massages your knees and all of a sudden you have this image of ancient Rome and, uh, wait a minute, and it's like, wow, what was that?
2: (laughs) Well, at first I thought it was all airy-fairy woo-woo. Now, mind you, I didn't think it wasn't true. I just kind of thought it happened out of the ethers or something of that nature. Uh, But one particular week I had, um, in my office, I had... Three different people that were Joan of Arc, (laughs) and and they were really Joan of Arc, and it was it's it's always interesting how how my work has taught me, and I knew I could tell by what they were doing and what they were speaking that it was really real for them, and there was a book called Only Love Is Real, I think it was (sighs) Dick Sutphen wrote that book, and one of the things that he talked about was if you were a creature. Let's say Randy Shannon. <laughs> We're taking a look at Randy <laughs> Shannon, and she was um, maybe what came up for her was being um, maybe in the 1500s. She had certain things that she wanted to accomplish. Okay, according to this book, what would happen is is that we get together at the end of the lifetimes, and we take a look at who we are, have been and what we have done, and we decide what we want to do. And in my work, I've actually had two people go back to the banquet table between the lifetimes and decide what they were going to do I think um, Brooks um, I can't think of his first Albert Brooks his um, Defending Your Life movie is a perfect example of -hmm. what that's all about, that movie with Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks maybe like 20 years ago, if you want to check out what we're talking about you can find it in that particular movie so we're not just ourselves that's very clear whatever we think ourselves to be we're the sum of anything that was completed or incompleted by our ancestors. So.
1: And so Val, why do you think, and Randy too, why do you think we've all, if this is the case, and I have no idea whether it's true or not, but why do you think we've all come in at this particular moment uh, to the planet, and why is there this impression that there's some kind of shift happening so that I'm speaking on the radio about, you know, we haven't done it yet on this show, but about higher consciousness. This book, Lord Have Murphy, is really a book about realizing that beyond concepts and techniques, there's this finer attention, a sacred energy that's coming into us, and that recognizing its touch takes us from self-awareness across the threshold into awakening. And the fact that I can even have this written in a book and say this now in public, uh, you know, on the radio, and have someone at the other end say, yes, there's something There's something happening. We're doing mindfulness in the corporations. We're doing yoga in studios on every street corner. There seems to be a shift happening, and I wonder if you feel that you've come in at this time, <laughs> even though we don't remember, uh, for some purpose. What do you think that purpose is? Randy, What do you, Val, what do you think that purpose is? That we're let ask here?
2: Randy. She's been remarkably quiet. <laughs> let, Randy, what do you think you're here for this
0: time? I don't know, because I, I've often said uh, that I was born in the wrong time. I, <laughs> I said that, in, like,
1: too. I say I'm from the, a different planet
0: or something. Well, I say I should have been born in, like, country western days, and Val's going to never like what <laughs> because... Back then they just like, I don't know, things were more taken care of. You know, there was a lot less tolerance
2: of certain things. <laughs> she's she's walking around because she's probably was going to like gun down the bad guys. Like that. <laughs> that was I,
0: totally it, Val. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right now, you have to
1: be very PC about the bad guys, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. You have to
2: make sure that you um, before you gun them down that you put a pillow so when they fall they don't get themselves hurt or you'll get sued by the yes. by the families of the bad guys that says that you didn't prepare for them to hit the ground right.
0: Yes, there you yeah. go. Exactly. I mean, justice was way more swift for criminals in power, and
2: uh, so you got the joke I sent you this week, Randy. (coughs)
0: Uh, I don't know if I saw it or not. Okay, so the
2: joke I sent Randy this week, and heaven forgive me for (laughs) sending this joke to her, but I knew that it was her personality. It was a It was a conversation about a man going um, a man going hiking in Texas and in California. In Texas the man goes hiking uh, in California the man goes hiking he sees a coyote he doesn't want to shoot the coyote because he doesn't want to hurt the coyote so he calls the the rescue repair people or whatever and they come and they pick up the coyote and then they do tests to make sure that nobody in the area has been contaminated by the coyote and all of that kind of stuff and it goes on mm-hmm. and by the time they're done, they spent seven hundred eighty-six thousand dollars <laughs> protecting
1: the coyote. It's not funny, is it?
2: Well, the it, the funny part was, which I knew was right up Randy's alley, <laughs> was that the governor in Texas saw the coyote and shot it.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, save and that and I million bucks. That's ducks. what
2: you were referring to.
0: Yeah. yeah. Am I that's correct?
2: Totally completely,
0: completely, <laughs> and I knew you wouldn't want to say. Me to say it, I mean, you, you like yeah. shot the criminals, you shot the stupid people, things were weeded out, the gene pool was more correct. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I that know, is. I know. You like Norway too, okay? Yeah. Well, I like Norway for it too. I'm not going to name the group that Norway removed, but Norway yeah. removed a group Iceland. of. No, this one was an Iceland, this one's Norway.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> they did do put, some stuff too. Norway
2: <laughs> took 800 plus. People out of a particular group that had been bugging the heck out of them for years, and kicked them out of the country.
0: Mm, this yep. is
2: this year, and the crime rate has dropped over 30% since they did that.
0: Yeah.
2: Iceland yeah. does outrageously uh, actually takes care of its citizens and um, puts its bankers in jail and does all kinds of stuff. There are actually little shining examples. I can't remember which which of our state has the public bank in it. Montana. Oh, is it
0: North or South Dakota?
2: Yeah, one of those two. Out of all the all the states are busy going bankrupt except the one that has a public bank, but nobody notices
0: mm-hmm.
2: that 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 um, that particular state has never suffered any of the consequences that all the other states went through. Yeah, because they don't have crooked banking in their state. So there's a simplicity that Randy brings forth and believe me if I'm walking down a dark alley I want I want Randy walking next to me.
0: Because <laughs> me I
2: probably try to reason with them or see if they needed twenty bucks or something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't
0: wait that long. <laughs> and she
2: would not wait that long, it would be handled. So I don't know, yeah. you know, we need our we need different points of view into um <laughs> to be able to share them and I think that's what's significant about what Fran is talking about. How do exactly. we access Murphy? You know, each of us has our own thing that needs to be accessed. Mine showed up really big time with um with Happily Two Hundred. This um project of mine, which you can see at um Waking Up Crowd Waking Up You'll see my two hundred project. I literally got um a donation from Thailand for it. I've gotten uh, somebody from China <laughs> ordering their T shirt. Uh, it, it shows you that your projects are being seen. What I did when I graduated from my class I uh, was I contacted a number of people and said, just take a look at my project. I want you to know what I was working on when we were in the class. And people are getting excited about this all over. And Patricia Bragg, honest to God, she thinks it's the best thing she's ever laid ears on. Uh, it's just fun. It's the possibility of living to be 200 changes your point of view. Now, where did I get that, you know? Fran, I think I got it from the same place you got Murphy. <laughs> yeah. I just started thinking about what would actually progress humankind. And in your case, it was laughter.
1: Very, very uh, freeing to have a different perspective. And yeah, one of the, uh, and that's certainly what the Murphy narrator in Lord of Murphy does, You all of a sudden you're seeing it through this other, almost everything, not just the spiritual marketplace and and, and these mindfulness practices and things like that. Uh, even if you're an experienced practitioner, all of a sudden it's, it's I think one of the people writing about it uh, on Amazon said it's like even if you're an experienced You know, seeker, this is like sort of cleaning your glasses because you're like looking at it in a different way. It was even a different way for me, so. That's so good, that shift in perspective. All of a sudden, you have a long view. Year 200, and by the way, happy birthday oh, uh, thank you. to you. <laughs> but the year two, I mean, 200, living for 200 years, The only my only concern about living for 200 years, although it does give you a different perspective, so now you're a youngster now. Now, whatever, you're infused with <laughs> energy, you know, and thoughts really, of, you know, I'm infused with energy now because, oh my goodness, we're going to live that long. It's not like, you know, the clock's running out by any means, and so w- let's go and do some of those those things we wanted to do.
2: So that's a great That's exactly, yeah. What was your concern about it?
1: Oh, my one concern about it is, uh, and this is, uh, is, is, and I had spoken with uh, Randy about this before we went on air, you know, we're talking about how the ups and downs of daily life, you know, how like this, just we get get caught all day long with certain kind of um, thoughts or feelings or reactions that sort of... uh, I don't know, shrink our world. We get kind of hooked into it. And I don't know if I want to live another 100x years like that. That's why I really do want to yeah, find okay. the way to shift to a higher consciousness. Murphy says, um, to try to explain it, he says, um, you know, is that the sun blazing gold across the horizon? I hadn't noticed because my world has shrunk to the size of a kumquat. So, uh-huh. you know, when you when your world shrinks, so what Murphy talks about is that, He likes to take those moments, uh, Randy, when all of a sudden you you realize, oh, my God, I'm on the phone with customer service and I'm beginning to fume inside. You know, I'm really, this is not pleasant. And my God, and you hear your talk starting up and your stomach tightens up and whatever. If only we could connect that like it was like a neutral bell, like the temple bell at the Zen monastery that says, you know, rings. This is just a wake-up call. Just This is to wake me up that, oh, my world has shrunk to the size of a kumquat. This is not the whole story of who I am, that there's this, as I had mentioned before, this, this life force energy flowing through my body. It's a very subtle energy. And it's moving through it, but I can perceive it because I'm a human being. And I can, I can learn how to perceive that it's like one kind of little slight step beyond this, this mindfulness, be here now presence that we're cultivating. And if I can have an awareness of this very, very subtle energy at the same time as Fran is on the phone fuming, it shifts the interest into the much, much more real story of what's going on. We said only love is real earlier on. Well, only this energy is real, and this energy, which is the word Lord in the book, means not higher power, but also this other sacred energy. Love is one aspect of it. So really, only love is real, and only this energy is real, and the rest of it is kind of a transitory dream that just yanks me from one... Uh, reaction to another sometimes, but I need those yanks because it's like hitting me over the head to get my attention to wake up. So
2: you were meant to meet me, okay? This is just, I'm so clear about this. It's it's really cute because the the work I do is all about neutralizing those reactions. Those reactions are all incompletions from the past. Every time you react to something rather than just respond to it, It's not the present talking. Anytime you have a body sensation, you're not in the present moment. You're back into wherever that body sensation was formed. And I'll tell you something interesting, Fran. I actually had a gentleman come to me last year. I do ear coning as well, which is another conversation, but it's one of the ways that I I meet people. And in doing the ear coning with him, it turned out that he had had diabetes and... uh, I guess he was concerned about a couple of other things, but diabetes was one of the main things. And when we took a look at his life, there was absolutely no reason for it, in a sense, in his life. Well, an interesting thing happened. We ended up going back into his grandmother's. He was from Cuba, and his grandmothers all had like 16 to 18 children. That's what they did. That was part of how they took care of their farms and things. It's a very farming kind of story where people have those numbers of children when we cleared up all the issues with his grandmothers his um his diabetes was gone now you can't say that that's going to happen every time or that were that's where it comes from but we're electromagnetic biochemical beings and when you have reactions inside of you they are actually they are actually incidences from either your past or your family's past i first discovered this when um I realized, I was listening to the radio years ago, and I heard this story about this little boy that flunked the fourth grade, which is kind of an unusual grade to flunk. And it got even more interesting because it turned out that the little boy's father and his grandfather had also flunked the fourth grade. And that's when I started looking into the past. So seriously, go take a look at drvalerie.com and check it out. And Fran, I'll just give you a complimentary half-hour session And you can find out that this stuff that you're trying to wade through, we may even be able to have Murphy more available to you. (laughs) Because Murphy is the voice that's coming through. And um, Randy and I have both done things with Ed Dames, and I have actually done something called um, remote viewing. Uh, We can talk about this a little bit more after we mention our sponsors. Patricia Bragg, we love you, we thank you. Your apple cider vinegar is a staple in many people's lives. And Bragg is spelled with two G's. Go and check the woman out. She's lived an extraordinary life, and she has. She's uh, she's one of the team members of Happily 200. She's ordered her T-shirt, so <laughs> I'm very po- pleased about that. Um, so we're making Patricia Bragg's apple cider vinegar, the drink of waking up in America. We also want to thank Sir Jason Winter because it builds strong immune systems. Randy, say you're ProTand in line. You're so good at
0: it. ProTandem, it's the blood purifier, and um, if you like to dream, three days on ProTandem and you will have the wildest dreams ever, <laughs> and uh, one of the best products out there. If you've got heart issues, um, sleep issues, um, just any kind of blood purifying issues at all, that ProTandem is the thing to be on. It's got so much more in it. It's got Nerve 2, which I can't even describe. We need to get somebody on, and I think we'll do. Yeah, that, we do need. I,
2: you know. I was thinking of Dr. Norman. Uh, I don't. If he's still around, I'll, I'll check.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: it, it's an amazing product, guys, uh, an amazing product. And it just, and by the way, everybody needs their blood purified if they're living here on planet Earth at this particular yeah. moment. So
0: it's a daily it's in my a, diet. I know that.
2: <laughs> really, me too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: give them a line on 42action.org, kiddo.
0: 42action.org. We have uh, incredible guests. We have one law call. We host it every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 42action.org is the website. You can join for free. You'll get the the letter. And we're not anti-government. We're anti-corruption in government. So we like to talk about that, cases, courts, judges, attorneys, you name it. We we have, it, it's, it can be an hour long. It can be four hours long. It's incredible. Every Thursday night, come on out and join us.
2: And then we have AquaGee, which is a totally detoxifies um, your body. One of the most amazing things, you put your feet in this little tub of water with these coils and things, and you should see what comes out. Uh, check out AquaGee. Also check out the DNA um,
0: strand that you
2: see there, because there's a good there's a good little video on what DNA is, okay? We also want to thank um, El Pinto Salsa and Ralph, because Destination restaurant El Pinto is actually in Albuquerque, where our radio show comes from. So how about that? So there, Jim Thomas. <laughs> These guys have congan water machines in their restaurant. They have a lot of fun. They do yoga on the lawn, and then they serve um, they serve margaritas afterwards. So you know, mix it up a little bit. Uh, Dan Millman of the way of the peaceful warrior said the problem. And and by the way. Fran is our solution to this problem. But the problem with people who are into transformation is that they're all in their transformative head chakra and then they need to get down, and take, uh, get down into their lower chakras and then trace them rock and roll.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that's yoga and um, maybe uh, have a little sip afterwards. What can I say? I, I love the way these guys' minds work and the quality of what they produce over there at El Pinto Restaurant. Marketing with the stars, you want to get your message out. 80,000 80, people at least. Sometimes it's 100,000. Um, contact, uh, contact raw. All the links are on the website, on the right-hand side of the website. And you'll see the um, longevity link over there. Hop over there and take a look at the longevity stuff, honest to God. And then we've got the Galactic Federation. They're doing uh, a call to let us know what our extraterrestrial friends are up to. And, um, if you want to play innocent on extraterrestrials, you're not going to be able to play the game much longer um because the, all the evidence is is there that there's plenty of extraterrestrials around, and that furthermore that they've probably been helping us, so obviously, you know, you asked a question earlier, Fran, and I don't even mm-hmm. know if you recall that you answered it you that we were talking about it. you asked why you thought. We were together uh, here at this time. Yes. And, Randy, you claim you don't know, um, but I think <laughs> secretly you do. <laughs> Our job is to raise the planet's frequency as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Now, you take a look at the, the situation. If you go remote viewing or you work with Ed Dames, uh, you'll find out that what is physically um, predicted for this planet is not pretty. Okay all the way from World War III to the uh, ice caps melting into the tundra, putting gases out into the atmosphere, and to, you know, Washington falling off into the ocean and radiation coming in here and nuclear reactors breaking down and such. And when I took Ed's workshop about three or four months ago now, that was pretty much the future. We take a look at, Randy went to something called Killshot. Randy, I bought that map.
0: There were only mm-hmm. about
2: 10 places on the planet Earth
0: yeah, that, that not very looked
2: like they were even partially ha- habitable. So I actually, I said to um, Ed at the time, I said, so what's how, what are we going to do about this? And he goes, this is what's happening. You need to protect yourself. It was like remote viewers have been really, really, really accurate. They, they can do all kinds of amazing things, get into safes. They can be in secret places, they can, they know, remote viewers are skilled at traveling through the timeline and time is not a straight line as the tube torus, okay, so Google T-U-B-E-T-O-R-U-S and you'll see what time really looks like, so what Fran's been talking about is the exercises that actually put one into the present moment, okay, which is where all power exists in the present moment. from nothing. Create possibility. Okay, that's in the present moment. So when I asked Ed about the future of the planet, he he's been calling himself Major Doom, Fran. Oh dear. (laughs) They do not see a a a a good future for the planet. So I let's see if we can
1: picture a different planet. Let me
2: finish here. I said to him, "So what could we do here? Can we? Have you ever been wrong?" I asked. Because they, they do this in teams, and they all agree that things are not great, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And he
2: said, yes, they had been wrong once. On what? I would have, there were brown shirts in America. Hmm. Maybe they're not wrong. Maybe we're just seeing people <laughs> The shirts aren't brown. <laughs> right. uh, Anyway I asked him what would happen. Couldn't we change the frequency? I don't understand. Because there's supposed to be solar flares, okay, that are supposed to, the sun is supposed to be hit by an object from the backside of the sun. I don't know if you know this, Fran. And then solar flares are supposed to pulse down here and knock out communications and stuff. So I decided that what I that's where Project Happily Two Hundred came from, okay? The possibility of living to be happy, healthy and wealthy and two hundred years old is a, is a paradigm-shifting mindset, okay? Mm-hmm. So instead of winding down, you start winding up. Um, whether everybody lives to be 200 or not is irrelevant to me. What What's relevant to me is the quality of life. Mm-hmm. What I do know is we've found a lot of very interesting stuff since i become a clearing for this. Now, one of them is something called Prevagen, which I don't make any percentage on. It happens to be there's one particular... Thing on this planet that happens to be immortal you want to take a guess friend, what that might be
1: well I feel it's this the life force that's infusing everything that cannot die and does not
2: die <laughs> well there's only one thing on this planet that really cannot die unless you kill it and it's the jellyfish it's immortal it keeps regenerating it goes through the cycle and keeps regenerating itself and it does not so, oh, Prevagen is actually made from jellyfish. Obviously, those ones didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> However, it does. It helps with the joints. It helps with memory. It helps with all kinds of things. And it's like, and it's available on Amazon and also on eBay. You know, mm-hmm. for like fifty bucks or something like that. And the thing is that there's terrific, amazing stuff on this planet, and there's terrific, amazing people. Unless you do something like this, you just don't get to meet them all. Well, you know what I'm talking about, Fran? Who have you met since you wrote Lord Have Murphy?
1: Hmm. Well, I've, I've met Valerie, who is just uh-huh. a, a fount of of information about what's going on on the entire planet, which is wonderful. Uh and uh you know i i don't know who who else is going to come down the road since it's only been a few weeks since i've sort of come out from under the bushel but um this idea of raising the frequency of the planet is uh very good and
2: that's why I,
1: uh, I think we're here i think we're here that, to raise the frequency and i think really because i think really that is what lord have murphy is about because uh it's it's talking about raising the frequency in myself and it's not that I can do it I can you know become more present and centered in myself I can be aware of the top of my head my seat on the chair my feet on the floor I can sort of inhabit my body with attention but if I can sustain that connection with my body just even an objective seeing of it even like there's a camera on it you know constantly just so that mind and body is connected then what's hidden from my ordinary mind comes into my awareness, and this is that flow I'm trying to speak about, which Murphy speaks about very eloquently, this flow of energy through my body, this vibrational frequency that has no content in it, when I'm aware of this frequency, when I'm in this uh, flow of energy, even while everything is happening just as it is with Fran or Murphy, There's a shift, such a strong shift, that actually it's an entirely different creature here for a moment. And my feeling is is if we can change this frequency, shift into this higher vibrational frequency in ourselves, taste it more and more, let it be what helps us know we're reliably present now, that we're really fully human, we're aware of the energy animating us and of the form that it's taking, then we are normal man, and that can change the planet. And the good news that Murphy says about this is that consciousness is contagious, and it may not even have to go viral.
2: <laughs> if it's contagious, how does it not go viral?
1: Let's hope it goes viral.
2: <laughs> well, if it's contagious, it, it would on some level. You know what? You're sounding a little bit like J.K. Rowling. You know that, right?
1: Oh, I've never heard her.
2: You've never heard her? Well, she she actually wrote. She started the Potter books. I oh, think I know that. A coffee <laughs> shop or or something of that nature. But what's really interesting is I I've, I've, I was trying to well, I read another one of her books, which is the Casual Vacancy, and then they have made a little TV thing on it, and it's so not Harry Potter. It's like she had seven Harry Potters in her. Yes. And when the seven Harry Potters were done, J.K. Rowling moved on, and she wrote Casual Vacancy, and I'm sure she's probably written a couple of other things. And Casual Vacancy was a very interesting thing, but it was in no way reminiscent of Potter, and it was like she communicated what she needed to communicate. There may be others out there waiting for you to to put um, words to their lips. Wow. And, you know, you may have to be open up to that. I don't know.
1: Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know?
2: It's like be open to maybe other characters in that. Because Rowling, she's a great writer. And yes. there's nothing, as I said, there's nothing reminiscent of, of Potter in any of that. So it's like Potter is done for her.
1: Well, you won't see anything like this in the earlier books. I mean, on um, if, if anybody wants to look at um, excerpts of, of the drawings, they're, they're on Franshawbooks.com, Franshawbooks.com, if you just want to take a peek at it. But the earlier books on attention that are on that website, nothing like the Murphy book. Not at not at all like the Murphy book. One exactly, not like it at all. <laughs>
2: but we were also talking earlier, and I can I could, I could actually bring up Ariana. I don't call her for the same reason that I was telling you before the program. One of the things that happened was everybody started coming to Ariana asking for her to tell them what to do, and while her advice was excellent, I mean it was really interesting to listen to quotes yourself speaking, but <laughs> You're it's right. not you, and going, "Huh, that was really pretty cool." You that's how I feel about this <laughs> book.
1: So you get it, right? This is a book right. that's just like uh, that. Who did it? Who yeah. wrote
2: this? <laughs> Right, exactly. And and that's what we talk, you know, I've always I, I don't like the term channeling. Me neither, uh, but sometimes they don't know what, access to universal mind. I don't know what what exactly you call it. Um but there are those of us that when we develop our our characteristics and when you remove all of your reactions and you can do that very methodically. I do that by telephone with people all over the world. It's fun. I have a <laughs> I have a client in Australia. It's interesting to get the, the, the times and dates put together correctly on that, you know, so that we're clunking in at the right time. Hmm. Uh, it works all over the place. It's, you you remove the body sensation, and the view and the conversation changes. So definitely you and I will talk, and I will show you how this works, Fran. You'll, you'll find it fascinating, and you may be able to relocate Murphy again if you want to. Um,
1: it's interesting because I was the other side of that for me is you know do i know enough about what really is going on and why i have these reactions do i do i need to know more about that do i need to get rid of them do i want to mess with them yeah because i don't feel when i'm when i have this shift into not only being aware of murphy uh my Murphy, meaning Fran, and also, and this other energy animating it. It's like there's um, the content is not important. It's not about the well, content, it was, but it's about the connection with this other energy. That's Okay, but here's the reaction.
2: Over. Okay, the thing about the reaction is, is that it actually pulls you out of the creation. Without to remind
1: re- me that the- I need to go back into it, perhaps.
2: No, what you, what, no, you, the reaction. Let, let's say somebody says something and you're shocked, okay? And then I find out that the first time you experienced that shock was when you were six or seven years old and you saw your dog was dead or something of that nature. That shock, not removed, any time anything reminds you of that your dog died, is going to send you back to seven years old. Well, it's much more fun to be your age. <laughs> Okay and when you when you neutralize the shocks that's all that's happening you're not you're not making you're not you're not making a reaction go away you're actually completing the reaction what happens is the reaction gets stuck
1: I got it that I, that's much okay, clearer so now now so you're Val. just
2: completing mm-hmm. the reaction you're not you're not quotes getting rid of it you're completing it. It's, it. Imagine yourself if you were a baseball pitcher and you went to throw the baseball, but you wound up and you throw and you never let go of the ball. You'd be frozen in that position. So, all that's happening is um, a lot of it, you know, PTSD. I, I, I've done some major work with veterans and they're hung up. And I remember one soldier who was a medic and he had to put people into body bags and oh. it was just full of these things these different things that he had seen that horrified him, okay? Ah. So that horror came back with him in his field, and we cleared out all of that horror in a few months.
1: That's beautiful. That is so that's it's wonderful. A,
2: it's about making you available to yourself, okay? The reactions actually keep you immature. They, they come from a particular age. How many times have you... Do you have children? Yes. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen in your children, like, yourself or your your husband yes okay that's because you're there you're part of them i remember seeing my son i was sitting in my kitchen on camino real and i remember john made a gesture and then he made a joke and it was just like i I was in shock it was totally as bad
1: Sometimes that I see my mother around <laughs> in hard. what I say. Sometimes I see my mother in in what I say. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, and it is, because and a lot of it, and, and your mother probably has a lot of wisdom, and maybe she didn't have total wisdom all the time. So maybe you get hung up on something that mother did or didn't do, you know. In my case, my mother was disappointing me in a number of ways, and I thought she was doing things to me. And she was just doing what she was doing. <laughs> right, and once you get there, and it becomes separated. I don't know if you've ever experienced white light. I have Have you ever experienced white light, Randy?
0: Mm-mm,
2: no. Well, it's wonderful. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Have you ever experienced it, Fran?
1: I can say certain degrees of it.
2: Well, you would know. Yeah. It's like literally the room becomes white.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And all you experience is pure love. Just absolutely, totally pure love. And and things sound a little bit distant. hmm Yes. And uh one one of Bernard Gunther, I, who I mentioned earlier, he was the man who I could regularly go into White Light with. I worked with Terry Cole Whitaker for a number of years. Who, yes. Um wrote the book What you think of me is none of my business. That's one of my favorites of hers. Um, she's a she's a science of mind um, minister. She has her own church, Adventures Enlightenment. I'm actually one of her ministers. Mm-hmm. So we actually trained in going into different states of consciousness and and such. And I remember actually being in a seminar with Terry Cole Whitaker, and I was holding a microphone and I was talking, and then all of a sudden it sounded like little bells were ringing, and the whole room went white, and then I just and then Terry started laughing, and I started mm-hmm. laughing too. And I was totally in white light, and I've been there four or five times. Once on the air when I was interviewing um, Catherine Hepburn's last companion, we experienced white light on the air, the two of us, he and I.
1: Mm.
2: It's a space that you enter. It's like nirvana or bodhisattva or something of that nature. And you've been so incredibly quiet, Randy. (laughs)
0: I'm just listening. I've heard you talk about this before, so...
2: Have you heard? Uh, have you heard anything today that that you're looking at things differently at all?
0: Um, it's just an interesting. It's an interesting topic. You know, I I, I love the title of the book. I gotta say, um, <clears throat> it, you know, because who doesn't talk about Murphy's Law? Somebody's mentioned that here or there. So, I I just think that's great, and I hope a lot of people go out and buy it. And, and you know, you Murphy's
1: that. Murphy's new wrinkle on that law that I'd mentioned to you is that. Uh, you know, if things uh if anything that can go wrong will go wrong to wake us up. That's Murphy's Law in the Now Age. That any like Val was saying, any of these things that are happening that are that are like, Oh, they're here because they're happening, to wake us
2: up. So when I saw when the you're... book title I yes. thought Lord Have Mercy.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I mean I thought and that it was a play on Lord Have Mercy.
0: It is. Mhm.
1: Absolutely. So that you can smile when you even see the book, so that you know that there's something uh, very cheerful that this book is (laughs) going to be about. It's not going to make spinach out of this subject.
0: (laughs) So I was driving yesterday, and uh, my son slept through his alarm, and he had uh, uh, oral surgery yesterday. Uh, I I can sleep sleep
2: through my alarm on that one. Yeah, well...
0: (laughs) i went I heard all this noise downstairs, and I thought it was him, and it turned out it wasn't. so when I went down to leave the house, uh I was just waking him up and so I had to drive like Mario Andretti on the autobahn to get to the eight forty five a m appointment and of course, I got behind the one guy who's going nineteen in a thirty right <laughs> <laughs> for most of the way and um you know i said i i think i said both those things it's murphy's law to get you know blah 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 get behind a guy and lord have mercy pretty sure i said them both so <laughs> perfect see how
2: how she's hooked into the universal mind friends? see how this is how it all works
1: it's perfect it's one mind isn't it it's one mind
2: <laughs> right
1: yes I, I think that's great it's almost like she's even though we're not totally aware of it we are trying to live in both streams both this ordinary everyday you know what's happening and then this other dimension it's a unlimited dimension and certainly vital oh part one of it minute. well uh, we can geez. live in a new way let's keep going ladies
2: this program has been brought to you by Kirkard Intergalactic Media our radio partners coningcompany.com dr james murphy john denver tippy hedren carol channing Deepak Chopra, Ed Astor, Dennis Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Esther Williams, Admiral Eugene Carroll, Jane Goodall, and Jonathan Granoff, 42 org, and Dr. Bowery and Doctors, all spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors, a big thanks to our team at Voice America, Jess Bernard, Nathan Jed, Brad Coma, Ryan Treasure, Randy Jackman, DeMont, and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitali, and Ron Simon. Great kudos to Ron Hayes for his fifth year of research directing with us to John Young at Totally Gospel, a big thanks for all the airtime and friendship a big thanks to our webmaster Tramel Hubbard and merci beaucoup to Ben Michael for our theme music Almost Ordinary People available to use a free MP3 next week invite a friend to listen do a V. kind and go out and buy Lord Have Murphy because Fran Shaw knows how to say it and do it and have fun thanks. and you're not crazy anymore You've thank you for joining us today for
1: Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgard. Waking up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com.
2: This is for through now your heart is